sensei teach you how to fight with spear? Huh? No. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Maybe he'd teach you how to be coward. <laughs> Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two teachable minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today from Cobra Kai Companion, nope, it's not Peter again, it's Brianna. Welcome to the show, Brianna. Yay! Hello! How you doing, guys? Pretty good. How are you? Great. I'm doing good. So happy to to have you on the show. Uh, happy to be here. <laughs> very happy to be here. Grateful that you guys are very forgiving. No, no problem at all. Uh, yeah, we had you booked earlier, I think, and then it didn't work out. But no, it's yeah. totally cool. We have some great minutes to talk about this week uh, on the show. And we're so happy because obviously I was, you know, our first question to people who haven't been on the Karate Kid Part 2 minute is what's your history of Karate Kid Part 2? And I mean... I know from listening to Cobra Kai Companion that it's basically your favorite movie, right? <laughs> yes, it is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, so, I mean, what's your history? Did you, did you see it in the theater? Like, uh, anything? No. No? No. Um, actually, it, no one's ever asked me about this one before. Um, <laughs> I was living with my grandparents the summer it came out. Um, <clears throat> my grandmother had been diagnosed with uh, cancer. And I was there to stay with her during the day when my grandpa went to work. And I saw the Glory of Love music video (laughs) on MTV. And every time they did the countdown, I would make sure that I was there to see it because I knew it was going to be at the top. And (laughs) I was just in love with the beauty of the shots. And and I had seen the first one standing outside a movie theater. This one, I didn't even have that much. (laughs) Um, Saw the music video, fell completely in love, went out, bought the book, the illustrated storybook, coloring book, everything I could find about it. Um, and it wasn't until it came out on VHS that I actually saw it. Wow, t- tie-in advertisements work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, I don't even think I saw it in the theater either. I think I, I, I all I remember is seeing it on HBO. That's, that's, <laughs> I think that's right. where I saw a lot of my movies for the first time. <laughs> Now, that's where I saw the third one the first time was on HBO. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I I wanted and wanted and wanted to see it so bad, but there was no way for me and Grandpa to sneak off and go to the movies. Mm. Yeah. So, um, I did the next best thing. I bought the media tie-in novel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever... Uh... Catch it on like, uh, you know, one of those things where uh, a modern theater will play an old movie. Have you ever been able to watch it in the theater since its original one? No. No. And it it makes me very, very angry because the theater that we had, um, excuse me, was downtown, was the old Oddfellows building, very historic, beautiful. They were starting to do the like Saturday matinees of older movies for free. Yeah. Mm. And the Karate Kid and the Karate Kid Part 2 were both on the list that they put out to publicize that this is what they were doing that summer. And I lived a block from the movie theater. Um, and I was like, kids, it's free movie. You know, we're going to go up there every Saturday. We're going to watch that movie. And it was going to be fantastic. And then after the second movie, the theater got hit by a tornado. The roof got ripped off. Oh, no. Oh. And... It wasn't a typhoon? Is that the same thing? <laughs> 
Is a typhoon it, just a tornado on the water? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a funnel cloud that came down just far enough. Oh my gosh! To touch that roof and then bounce back up. It was one of the tallest buildings downtown. To be huh. fair, um, the universe doesn't want you to see this movie in the theater. No, no. And then the thirty fifth came and went, and there was no theater release. And I really, really thought there would be, because the thirty fifth of the original movie was such a big deal two years ago. And then for the 35th of part two, we got nothing. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking about that. Uh, uh, something made me look up how many years ago uh, it, it, it was uh, somewhere in my notes this week. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, my God, that's 35 as well. There should have been something because I did. I went to the theater and saw the original. Yep. And that was a great experience. I'd love to see this movie on the big screen. Yeah, I, I, I would sit. I mean, if they did uh, the three of them in a row, I would sit there for six hours. Uh, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, uh, we're going to zero in on these batch of minutes this week. Today, we're talking about minutes 78 to 80 of The Karate Kid Part 2. They begin with Chosen Ready for Vengeance and ends with uh, Miyagi's heroic entrance. Uh, so we pick up where we left off on Friday at Miyagi's family home, uh, but Miyagi's not there. And uh, we have Sato here, and he's leaving Daniel. Dan, Dan, Daniel's. Wow, how long have I <laughs> not done that in a long time? Uh, Sato leaves Daniel's fate uh, up to Chosen, and Chosen is just happy as heck about it. <laughs> um, why do I find it so surprising that Sato is just kind of cool with an innocent student, uh, like potentially being murdered by his uh, young protege? Like, yeah. Doesn't he not want like blood on his hands at all? He, he only cares about revenge. I'm really surprised he was able to like think of other things for a moment <laughs> and build this empire that he has. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being so distracted that he just, you know, fails. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I was I, saying, I, I personally, I don't think that Sato was actually telling Chosen to kill him. Um, I think he very clearly intended Daniel to be the message, but maybe naively thought that Chosen would leave him alive at the end. Mm -hmm. Right. Leave him a message. Wink, wink. Right. <laughs> right. Got it, uncle. So, uh, oh, man, the, the delivery from Yuji of come here. I want to show you something. I just love it so much because <laughs> he's just so happy. Um. So uh, Toshio and Taro uh, push Daniel forward and uh, Chosen goes into the Miyagi family dojo with a bladed spear and just starts tearing the place apart. Do you think Sato would have been OK with that? Like all those Miyagi artifacts? Because he was, you know, he was he was deep in Miyagi-Do. He probably meant, yeah, just like smash some pots, rip up yeah. some trees. What are you doing to those artifacts? <laughs> this is his fault for not being specific. It, t it turns out that Sato really needs to give Chosen specific directions or else he's going to, I mean, he's just going to go wild. It, it stop him from stabbing the photo, you know, the, the drawing of the progenitor in the yeah. face. And I mean, that's, that's Shimpo Sensei yeah. right there. And he just stabs him right in the face. Uh, that upsets me the most, I think. I almost, I see those, and yeah, maybe they're Xerox copies or something, but I see those <laughs> as they're framed original drawings that are ancient and, you know, are are being preserved. Uh, so seeing Chosen just stab and destroy those. 
um, really upset me because uh, maybe they can't be replaced, you know? Well, it kind of plays into, with me anyway, into the theory that maybe um, Chosen was more into the fighting side of Miyagi-Do and didn't get so much into the philosophical side until he got out of his teenage years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, Chosen asked Sato, when are you going to show me how to punch? And Sato's like, come with me, let's just do that. <laughs> Rather than <laughs> build on anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Also, he uh, he knocks the entire shrine down. I just thought, I don't know if that's like sacrilegious or not. Uh, maybe maybe Chosen's not into shrines. Thinks it's ridiculous. All the spiritual uh, side of uh, of Miyagi Do, like you say. Um, I think Sato probably. I mean, the 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 minute before this, uh, we have Sato calling Chosen an idiot. So I'm I would imagine he would say that and much more if he saw what Chosen was doing right now. And also like just stabbing the rule banners. I, it's, for me that just kind of looks lame. You know, you kind of you're stabbing a banner, really. <laughs> <laughs> and then he can't get it off the end of the sword thing. Yeah. Spear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Daniel's looking pretty upset. It's kind of just, you know, it's heartbreaking to us and and to him that, you know, such a wonderful space that like he's just fallen in love with he wants he he wishes they had something like this back home um just to get destroyed like that and he just cleaned it <laughs> so <laughs> oh come on <laughs> um my my so, main thought through this section is because yeah. this is you know daniel going forward into the is ow his shoulder blade is like in front of his nose Oh. And that just looks very painful. Mm, for sure. Yeah, he doesn't get much of a chance. He just kind of walks out. There's no, like, fight or anything. He's just mm -hmm. immediately grabbed. And, and it's really, it reminds me of uh, the first movie. And, you know, after the Halloween dance, you know, Daniel just getting jumped. And he's just got no chance. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, uh, Chosen actually uh, steps out. And he's grinning, and he's he growls uh, in Japanese at at, at his henchmen. And uh, yeah, Mickey Yamashita uh, has been uh, a great help to our our podcast, and has translated a bunch of stuff. And uh, she translated this part. She said that um, Chosen says, "Let him go." Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of these translations is kind of like, "Yep, of course." <laughs> Did I? But I don't know. I, I just love. I, I I'm always like, oh man, I wish I knew what they're saying. Um, so yeah, they push Daniel forward, and Daniel is already in his fighting stance. Um, but he's facing the the business end of this weapon that uh, Chosen is holding. Um, so yeah, Chosen says your your sensei teach you to fight with a spear, and <laughs> Daniel's like no, and Chosen's like dude, like like. Uh, what if Daniel was lying? <laughs> I just thought that would be hilarious. He was just like, actually, I fooled you. I I don't know if he could lie with that expression on his face. <laughs> yeah. Your fear. <laughs> right? He's kind of terrified at the moment. Yeah, he's not good at hiding his, his fear. <laughs> he's Daniel's not good at hiding emotion, period, other than sadness. Yeah. Right. Um, then Chosen says... Maybe you teach you how to be coward. And then I think it's either Taro or Toshio kind of mutters in the background and goes, hey, Mr. Coward. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've been keeping score um, of how many times coward is said in this movie. 
and how many times baby is said in this movie. Um, so the coward count is now up to seven. This, uh, we, were, we were at five and added two more in this, in this uh, section. Um, and Matt, I forgot to mention that the baby count uh, accelerated. Uh, really? But maybe, you know, I'm sure you, you'll, you know, deny these points. But, you know, it counts because baby was said. Uh, we got two babies. Actually, yeah, two babies during the ice breaking scene. Uh, because during the part when the soldier was getting ready to do it um, and is making bets, he's like, come on, baby, come on, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if those count. No, no, they count. Uh, So Coward is seven, baby five. That's the score so far. (laughs) I would have to agree that those two don't count because you're talking about baby specifically in reference to Daniel and Mr. Miyagi. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they needed a a thesaurus for... uh for the script for some other words for coward. And I'm, I'm looking up <laughs> coward synonyms right now. that could have no, because then you sound like a thesaurus, which is annoying. <laughs> Normal people don't talk like that. They could have said weakling. They could have said yeah. Namby mm-hmm. Pamby. They could have said Pamby. <laughs> they could have said Namby Pamby. They could have said milk. They could have said milk sop. <laughs> they could have said candy ass. <laughs> I, that's more a Johnny thing right there. <laughs> yes, for sure. Candy ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought this was uh, like he, he they call him a coward, but I think it's kind of cowardly to be to not only just like not even give Daniel a chance, just grab him as soon as he comes out of the door and hold him in place. And then to be like, can you use the spear to fight? No. OK, here's a spear. <laughs> now I'm going to beat you up, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm reading the the all the words that just popped up in the chat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Matt sent those I, over. I, I, I put. The I always thought that. Uh, for coward. Anyway, yeah, know? it's much more cowardly to sneak up on someone, to hide and wait for someone, um, to yeah. attack someone three on one. Right. Right. I just uh, you know whatever. These guys have no honor, so. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay, I just found another coward synonym, synonym that I like. <laughs> you big girl's blouse. <laughs> oh, girl's blouse. <laughs> what? I I think uh, I noticed Craven was on there, and that was wor- that was a word that I always associated with scary rather than yeah. being scared. It's just so funny that Wes Craven is just like Wes Coward, you know? <laughs> if you're going to watch one of his movies, you're going to be, I don't know. Wes Milksop. Um, <laughs> chosen is at Nightmare on Elm Street going movie of coward <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, I think I talked about this scene before where I'm like I'm really surprised that uh, Daniel actually you know tried to use that spear on him he basically he tried to kill someone I know I, yeah Mom stabbed him he tried to yeah stab he didn't he didn't yeah. he didn't try to stab him he was sweeping in front sweeping it under his legs for some reason are you sure yeah I thought he lunged forward with it, and that's yeah. when Chosen kicks it aside. Yeah. You go back and look at that, but... Yeah. I think if he's any student of Miyagi, he should have just dropped the spear. He should have mm-hmm. just dropped it and said, yeah. no. Yeah, it definitely looks like he's trying to stab him with it, but <laughs> I just really it. Do like a Luke Skywalker thing and throw it aside. Be like, I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's good in you, Chosen. You just have to wait 35 years for it. <laughs> uh-huh. 
So I did a deep dive on the spear, by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, So um, I discovered that this is a Kabuto weapon. Kabuto means ancient martial way, basically the weapon art of uh, Okinawan people, which were taking everyday tools and using them as weapons. A little history lesson. Uh, the Japanese Satsuma samurai invaded Okinawa in 1609 and occupied them for the next 270 years. Uh, during that time, there was a ban on Okinawans owning weapons. So therefore, they developed kabuto weapons like the spear. Um, so, for instance, the bow staff could be just seen as, oh, it's, this is my walking stick, <laughs> you know. Uh, and this spear is uh, a variation of that. Um with a, uh, it's basically a spear with a sigh at the end. Uh, that type of sigh, uh, with one end on the side pointing up and one on the other side pointing down, uh, is called a, a manji sigh or a nunti sigh. Um, and if you take a manji sigh or nunti sigh and put it on top of a bow staff, you have a nunti bow. Uh, so this is a nunti bow. <laughs> um, okay. And so you're like, oh, so this dangerous looking weapon is was passed as a tool for what what do you think um separating wheat i don't know no uh weeding dandelions (laughs) no no you're in okinawa but it was was a big thing that you do for spear fishing i guess yeah fishing fishing oh that makes sense uh, the point of the blade, called the sake, uh, could be used to stab fish. Uh, the inward-facing hook, uh, which they called side guards, uh, and, and they called it a, a yoko, um, was pulled. Uh, was used to pull uh, fishing nets to the boat, and the outward hook was used to push the fishing boat away from the dock. So they were like, see, there's, all these dangerous-looking parts all have a purpose. <laughs> this is fishing. But it's all like uh like they just you know these kabuto weapons they, they they have to figure out a way to have weapons when they're told they're told by their you know their overlords or whatever that they 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 couldn't have any so right um, I have to give props to Medieval Swords World Online uh for all that information <laughs> yeah I don't I've I've watched a lot of Japanese things and I don't think I've ever seen that particular weapon before. But I guess maybe it's because it's specifically Okinawan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You should have seen me trying to figure it out, though. I was just like, I don't know, spear, <laughs> spear with curvy ends. Right, right. Trying to narrow it down it. as you see yeah. something that goes, oh, that might be what it's called. And you just keep yeah. going. Right. Uh, so back to the movie. Uh, so Chosen kind of like stands there laughing, waiting for uh, Daniel to try something. And that, yeah, that's when he lunges forward and Chosen kicks it aside. Uh, and so Chosen kicks it aside, kicks Daniel in the shoulder. Uh, that shoulder has been wrenched back and forth and then slams his fists on his back before grabbing the spear to choke Daniel with it. And uh, this is when he yells, leave message. And so, yeah, Toshio and Taro, not a fan of bonsai trees or. <laughs> any plant. <laughs> yeah. My note here is those are some really unhappy trees. <laughs> right. And and me having, not back then, but now watching this scene, you know, having seen how much time people put into their gardens in Japan, 
and that you know some of those trees have been there for centuries in their in their inner gardens like that um yeah just everything that the 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 he's losing just hurts so much worse now mm-hmm. because i know exactly how much you know time and effort and blood and everything was put into that yeah and and speaking of cowardly like vandalism pretty cowardly like you don't you don't go after the person you just destroy these things these beautiful things that can't defend themselves you know so and kill his son yeah kill that the plan yeah that's yeah that's uh, i'm surprised that chosen did not think that daniel's dead body in the garden would be a big enough message (laughs) (laughs) yeah right let's let's cover it with dirt too right should we destroy these trees now we're good we're good i'm just gonna kill this guy right (laughs) right you know i mean in the novelization it's like for this moment as this is going on this is like written through Daniel's point of view mm. and yeah. the suffocation in the book far exceeds how much suffocation he suffers in the movie. Um, he's yeah, hallucinating right. by the end. He is very nearly dead. Yeah. Like it's almost harder to um, notice that he's actually attempting to murder him in the movie version. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just looks like he's holding him captive, not actually murdering him. Right. There's yeah. There's a yeah because he's where he's got the where he's got the um, the wood resting of the handle, mm-hmm. is like way far down, and all Daniel has to do to breathe is lean back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's uh, Ralph is giving it his all uh, with the choking faces, but you can see he's just basically leaning down on that spear. <laughs> right. You know? He's no Nurse Ratched in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> I don't know that I would trust someone, you know, like a just random co-worker (laughs) to strangle me, you know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of trust you have to build there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Yuji's like, this is Ralph Macchio. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to choke him. Uh, um, Yeah, so, yeah, Chosen says, uh, this is your teacher's fault. Uh, If he's a man, he was a man with honor, you would live, but he's not. Um... So, yeah, I'm wondering, like, like he so easily g- gets in this mode that he's going to kill Daniel. That makes me wonder, like, does Chosen have, like, a body count already? And uh, how weird is it? I don't know. To me, it's just, like, it's so weird this is all kind of redeemed with age and, you know, at age. And he learned a lot from this whole experience. Right. But if he's going to murder like go- so easy to murder Daniel, it makes me think that he's murdered people before. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know that even well, we don't know if Sato was in the war mm-hmm. or whose side he was on if he was in the war. We don't we don't know that about Sato. Right. Yeah. But um Chosen, I think, is this has always kind of felt to me like a very distant sibling rivalry mm. that Chosen yeah. takes way more seriously than Daniel does. Um and I've always m- kind of thought that maybe it was because Daniel was American mm. and was learning Okinawan Japanese and he or Okinawan karate, and he did not like that. Yeah, that's that's uh, offensive. Even though his his uncle, his hero, is teaching it to American soldiers, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But those soldiers aren't, you know, walking around with the Miyagi Do tree on their back. Daniel is. Right. Right. Yeah. I. 
I kind of talk because I think I that kind of screws up Chosen's character if there's the knowledge that he's killed before. Because to me, it's like, well, you've killed. You can't be so easily redeemed, you know? And he's not really redeemed in the end of this movie, but he's redeemed in Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I I keep thinking like, oh, yeah, Chosen's been big shot. Like, nobody's challenged him. Mm-hmm. Sato's come in. Sato's got the reputation of his father, destroying the fishing industry. It's completely taking over uh, Tommy Village and, and, you know, businesses all over the place. And mm-hmm. uh, nobody's challenged him. And in like the in just a few days, like Daniel destroyed his whole grift uh, with the vegetable economy. He's, he's, he's already punched, punched him in the primary target right. <laughs> earlier this evening. <laughs> so by this point, Tosin's like, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> Right. I think you might have a point, too, that that Daniel is just the first person who's ever stood his ground. Yeah. Just because yeah. he doesn't know any better. <laughs> he you for a for a very nice, ordinary kid, he inspires more people to kill him. <laughs> so, it's so true. It's so true. I, and and he, he still That's has this ability. You watch Cobra Kai and he still has this ability to make people want to murder him. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, yeah, but th- just thinking the whole like chosen so easily going to murder here. Like, I really think like you know before when we were speculating, everybody was speculating about what would chosen be on on Cobra Kai. Where would he be like thirty five years later? Everybody would go to, oh, he's definitely like a gangster. Like he's he's definitely like some sort of like crook of some he's sort. Y- he's yakuza. Yakuza, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but then again, like maybe this run in with Daniel Miyagi, like knocking him down a peg or two and of course Sato being redeemed like that changed his entire course. Like if Daniel Miyagi never showed up in Japan, uh, chosen might've been a Yakuza (laughs) or whatever. He definitely would have been an asshole. (laughs) Yes, yes, for sure. (laughs) Uh, you, you referenced a novelization and, um, I was looking through there and it novelization uses a lot of stuff from the uh, uh, shooting script, which mm-hmm. is changed quite a bit uh, to, to the movie. So I have some a little bit of the alternate take of this whole uh, thing here um, okay. before it was changed. So in the shooting script, it says uh, Daniel was locked out because Miyagi went night fishing. So Daniel made a cot in the dojo and actually went to sleep with that spear by his side. Uh, and so Daniel wakes up to hear Sato, Chosen, uh, Taro, and Toshio smashing up. Like they broke into Miyagi's house and is smashing up the house. And so Daniel runs out of the dojo with the spear and finds Sato there just kind of watching the proceedings. And Sato is like, Where did, where's Miyagi? Daniel says he doesn't know. Uh, and then Chosen comes out of the house and says, Miyagi's not here. And so Sato scowls and just kind of like nods at Chosen before he walks away. Just give him a, a silent uh, signal. Um, so that's when Chosen uh, orders Toshio and Taro to destroy the garden. Daniel lunges at them, uh, I think maybe Taro with the spear. And when he's lunged, when he lunges, uh, Chosen trips him. A very, very beach scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Taro goes to stomp on Daniel, but Daniel does what the script calls a reverse scissor, taking Taro down before Daniel chops him in the back of the neck, which is a move that he used like a couple of times in the tournament. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. 
Um, so that's when Daniel jumps up, he grabs a spear, and the three of them uh, circle him. And Chosen says, what are you going to do with that, you little coward? And Daniel says, come and find out. And so that's when Chosen's able to kind of maneuver Daniel into that choking position. But oh, I don't like this murderous intent. You don't th- oh, coming murderous. coming from Daniel. Oh, coming oh, the, the fact that he's yeah. Well, I mean, that's Jersey talking right there. <laughs> yeah. See, I, that was what bothered me about this scene in the movie is that Daniel, like, come on, he's the karate kid. He, like, he's learned some stuff. Like, give him just one little shot. I understand we have to have some, some th- this happen this way, you know. Um, we're echoing back to the first movie with Miyagi coming in to rescue, but this is this is Daniel's trained in stuff. Like I'm, I don't know. I, I just it's, felt like th- this part was with just a little bit of fight would have been kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like um, what Josh Heald called Daniel has become an overdog. <laughs> so to keep him from going too far overdog, they have to keep you know knocking stuff out from under him. Yeah. So here we wouldn't want Daniel to be, you know, in a position to really, really fight because we know he would, you know, we're cheering for him. He's the hero. It's only halfway through the movie. We know he's going to either win or survive at least. Right. Right. Um, They would have to um, put him in a position where he was vulnerable, more vulnerable than, you know, normal. So maybe no fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of sad. They kind of drag, grab him, and then he's like almost immediately like back in being put down again. So, but uh, yeah, right at the end of this segment, suddenly with a bit of exciting music, this is Bill Conti's piece called uh, Miyagi's Attack, and uh, mm-hmm. this is this is a jump out of your seat moment. Like Miyagi arriving. I mean, in the first movie, it's shadowy figure, and then. You know, we're kind of seeing it from Daniel's point of view, and you start realizing it's Mr. It's Mr. Miyagi. You know, Spider Man. <laughs> I, 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 the book was like I said, the book was much more murdery at this point. Daniel had no idea who that was. Huh. He didn't recognize him at all when he first walked out there. <laughs> wow. Um, he was like uh, on his way down, like when Chosen threw him. You know, but we'll, we'll yeah. talk about when we get there. Yeah, like I'm sure he's losing oxygen to the brain at this point. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, who knows where he's been? The movie never explains it. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been missing. He was missing before. Daniel commented on it. We've kind of thought hmm, he's probably visiting, having a late night visit with Yukie. Yep. <laughs> you know, little cuddle time. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, but yeah, at this point, and of course, in the shooting script, they said he was fishing. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, here he is uh, to save the day, and that's kind of. Uh, oh wait, sorry. He says enough, which I, <laughs> I love that so much. And the the Bill Conti. Da, 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 da. It's <laughs> so a beautiful excited. score for him to walk into. He's suddenly the the instead of the shadowy figure climbing the fence, he's the ooh, the shining knight on the white horse. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is a thought exercise I'd throw to you guys uh, as we before we end this uh, batch of minutes. If Mr. Miyagi did not show and you could pick another character to arrive with that exciting music and yell like enough uh, or or whatever, who like who would you pick and what would they say? What? Well, Mr. Miyagi is not there. Within the Karate Kid universe. Yes. Uh, 
Well, I don't even I, have I to think down. about mine. Can I go right. first? Yes, yeah. please. Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> that was my third choice. What would he say? Quiet. Um, <laughs> like, stop that or something offensive that, that we can't say on a PG-13 show. Um, uh, uh, get your hands off of him, something like that. <laughs> Uh, you know what I, you know what I wrote down for his quote uh, would be, "You're all right now, Larusso," and just like a different context to that quote. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Johnny Lawrence, what? Well, you didn't say it had to make logical sense for that person to be in Okinawa at that time. No, no, you just I, said, "Who would you want to walk in with that music to save Daniel?" Exactly, Johnny. Yeah, I have four choices. That was definitely one of them. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Do you have any any? Uh, either the old guy who hangs out at the shrine, <laughs> yes, or, or Ichiru. That's my second choice. Yeah, yes. what would, he, what, what would or, he say? Or that? Oh, what would he say? He wouldn't say anything. He would just strum his his uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wrote down that he'd go carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Carrot boy. Um, <laughs> Either him or just that uh, gang of children that uh, Kumiko oh always gosh. teaches. <laughs> like all the, the kids. Little girls. And they've got like chains and boards with bats in them. Or sorry, yes. boards with uh, nails. Uh, nails in them. Wow, you just made her little dancing troupe take a left turn somewhere. Yes. <laughs> they wouldn't say anything either. They would just go, tee <laughs> <laughs> and, and Taro Toshio and Chosen would just look horrified and run. <laughs> uh, oh I, my god! So now we've got the magical girls attacking in the Karate Kid universe. Yep. Uh, my other two were Kumiko. Uh, Kumiko would say either "Let's dance" or "I've got an obon to pick with you." <laughs> oh my god! That's terrible. And my last would be. Sam, Miguel, and Dimitri through a time portal, and then uh, Sam would go, Avengers, assemble. <laughs> you just go on your left. <laughs> on your left, yes. You weren't looking for serious answers, and I went and gave you one. <laughs> uh, but that's well, yeah, always going to be my answer to that question. Yeah, more Johnny. Johnny yeah. really got shortchanged in this movie, didn't he? He did. He did. <laughs> it's too bad. He got strangled, too. There was some parallels there between him and Daniel, see? Yeah. Well, uh, how else uh, can I end today's uh, episode but to say enough? So thank you <laughs> so much for joining us today, Brianna. Thank uh, you for having me. You want to come back on Wednesday for two more Karate Kid 2 minutes? Oh, yes. Awesome. Uh, and uh, please let everybody know uh, where they can find you uh, out there in the podcast world. Um, in the podcast world, I am Brianna25. I am the co-host of the Cobra Kai Companion podcast, Companion with a K. Um, we are Cobra Kai Pod on Twitter, Cobra Kai Companion on Instagram, uh, Cobra Kai Companion on YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast catchers. Rad. Definitely. Uh, I'm a subscriber. Everybody should sign up. I uh, definitely, if you love Cobra Kai, check it out. Um, and uh, Matt, I think my fifth choice would probably be you. And you'd Aww. just come out of the portal and you'd be like, chosen bad form. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give but, you a Karate Kid 3. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time. I got to spend my whole summer in Fresno. Fresno.